Hi, this is Bobby Kamari, and I want to thank you for listening to season two of the Living in Light podcast, where the whole season is going to be dedicated to the fabulous topic of sacred sexuality. I hope it blesses your socks off. This is part two of my amazing conversation with PT and Noel Escovedo, my amazing friends from the US. Um, we are chatting about marital sex. Part one was incredible. If you haven't already heard it, please do go back and have a listen. And this second half of my conversation is also pretty darn fabulous. So I hope that you will be super blessed. I think coming to the to that understanding of like the overall totality of here's our relationship, even our sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the area that we live in, you know, taking the time for discovery or stepping out of that area a little bit to go, what else do you want? Or what are the things that you can do that during in the bed or whatever. I think the answers change actually when you're in the zone, you know, people are like, Oh, let's try this. But like level-headed people, different answers or whatever but in that stepping out from where you are a couple steps yeah with each other and growing with each other in in directions sexually mm-hmm. rather than just having fantasy in my own head and fantasy in your head and those fantasies and ideas can be growing in completely different directions mm, and without sure. communication they'll stay yeah. in different directions yeah, totally. but picking a place from where you are to go, let's step out a a little bit from this place. Yeah. Yeah. If the sex that you have is like, Oh, we, we have a, B and C. Mm -hmm. These are the three positions that we do. And this is our setup candles and blah, blah, to completely bring something else in that is not walking from that place Mm -hmm. is, can be super jarring. Yeah. And like, this is so foreign. It's not in our relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't show up, you know, in a costume and yeah. you have never talked about yeah, exactly. the other person. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so somebody else is going, oh, this is going to be so sexy. You're going to yeah. wear this costume. And someone's, the other person is going like, oh man, we're going to have sex. And you get there and like, what yeah. is this? A, a yeah. birthday party? Like, yeah. what are you, a, a kid's costume? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so unless that is not that everything has to be fully talked out. Yeah. Because I think you need the the mystery. Unknown, yeah. yeah, the mystery, the spontaneity, yeah. the mm-hmm. unknown. You need that, but coming from a direction where you know yeah. that you've been walking in. Yes, so good. Oh my gosh, PT, you've just said so much because what I was gonna say earlier is I think a key component in keeping things fresh, particularly you two are prime example of that, is communication. Because like the more you guys are talking about just life and sexuality and who you are and all of that stuff, like that evokes a freshness, you know, even just the dialogue that happened because we were going to have this podcast meant that you two were chatting about this for like days and that in itself, because you two live this life of dialogue it means that you get to explore and you get to talk and you get to keep things fresh, even just from a, a dialogue point of view, which then opens up so many other avenues of exploration simply because of the fact that you two communicate. And I think also going back to what you were saying, Noel, that you can sometimes, um, I'm not saying you are a perfectionist, but I'm thinking based on what you, you're saying and, you know, sometimes I think you, you like to kind of have things a certain way and so 
when we initially started talking about this podcast and there was stuff that, you know, you kind of wanted to address about certain things needing to be perfect. And PT, you know, he's just like your balancer. He's the one that says, babes, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. You know, God's got this. And it's just that incredible, beautiful compatibility that God brings in your relationship that those areas where you could maybe get hung up on stuff, like he's brought you a husband who actually is able to say like, you know, sweetheart, don't sweat it, you know, so I love the way that the Lord balances that out, and just to move into now, stuff that you've tapped into both of you, so you're great communicators, you know, you kind of want to mix it up a little bit, but you don't want to go too much in a different direction, because that will potentially be awkward or a little bit just unfamiliar. So how do you sexually keep things exciting in bed, um, especially when you two might have ideas or fantasies or wanting to introduce certain things? Like what are the no-nos? What are the, this is great in bed, this is definitely a no-no. How do you navigate through that? And how do you guys communicate when it comes to either one of you having an idea? Like what might that look like? Unpack that for me a little bit yeah big question let's see um so I think in always trying to keep things playful and fun we've kind of you know understood that we do like to just explore and we are not kind of people who just do the same thing in the bedroom every time so we the the nice thing is we've already we already know that about Mm -hmm. each other um and those conversations p.s have gotten easier over time Right. Probably because of you, Bobby. A huge oh, wow. because of your book and because of you, for sure. Um, yes. And then I think, you know, there, there's a few things. I think um, we definitely do like to explore. Like there are some times that we're like, um, and forgive me, guys, if people listening aren't so sure about this, but we're like, yes on sex toys, no on sex toys. Um, you know, he might say like, oh, is this something that you are interested in or like? And I will say, oh, no, 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 I, I, I'm totally not into that. That's not the kind of thing I like. Yeah. You know, and we, we kind of learn over time. We also, with that kind of give and take, you know, do you, do you like, t- and the mood as well. Do you like, is this mood more tender and sweet? Is this mood more firm and fun? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think in that moment, we're able to, um, I think we do sometimes just try things and there have been times where I'm like, did, did that add to your experience? Is that like super fun for you? And he's like, I'm just glad it's fun for you. And then I'm like, okay, not fun for you. Just fun for me. It's silly. Wow, okay. We're like figuring some of those things out. Um, what if, so Noel, what if, um, I yeah. absolutely love that. love that so much. And I feel that it's going to be so liberating. Um, but what if people don't have, say people don't have the kind of like flow that you two have with each other where, you know, there's this evolving freedom where you can make suggestions. Like, have you ever had a time where you've suggested something and then felt awkward or shame or like, how do you keep shame out of, you know, making suggestions and realistically, um, what if, what if a couple doesn't have you two's kind of connection and vibe like and suggesting things or have there been times where you two have suggested things and it's, and it's been like, uh-uh. <laughs> like has I that I've had those times um so number one with regard to people you know not being in that in that maybe have those kind of personalities I think we're continuing to develop our personalities even now so there's that 
um, in some ways, as I've indicated, like I could be totally disinterested in sex and it takes me a lot of work to realize how fun it can be. Right. So it's not always super easy for me either. Um, but I think what's really important is your vulnerability with the Lord mm-hmm. and being able to like, how do you process shame with God? Like yep. there are plenty of times you're going to wake up and the enemy is waking up with you on your pillow, shaming you for stuff. And how mm-hmm. good are you at giving that to God and being like, no, no, thanks. That's not coming into my, my day. Yeah. And I think it's true for the bedroom. Um, wow. My suggestion would be practice talking. I think even questions and and thought provoking things in your book, Bobby, definitely was a starting place for us where, and the first time I heard about this stuff, I was like, so embarrassed, like dying in the corner. Um, And then, you know, it got me talking about it and asking other married couples and finding out so many people are like in total bondage and not free. Mm -hmm. And that really gave me motivation to like, keep talking about it and say, talk about it, like. People should talk about it. So my point is, um, just practice talking about these things in marriage. You give some questions in your book as a good starting place. Mm. And as you practice that, you're like, okay, that's a little weird. But you've got to know that as you're stepping into this and you're saying, Lord, I am trusting you with this. I'm uncomfortable. And you know, my my heart, Lord, is to for you to be glorified and to have the freedom that you want us to have Mm -hmm. trusting in that process supernaturally that that shame is going to be removed. Um, and that you are going out on a limb that happens. So yes, I have definitely suggested things that were, he was like, that that's not exciting for me. And I could be like, lame. (laughs) I'm sure there's a part of me that was, but honestly, I'm just, I'm proud of where we're going. So good. And I know that he loves that I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 I'll say um, overall, I feel like shame should not exist in your relationship. And if there's a, if there's a feeling that there's anything that you would be ashamed of letting your spouse know, I mean, you should just let them know, deal with it. And then real, unless the type of relationship that you have yeah. your spouse answers by making you feel ashamed, yeah. then that needs to be worked out. That's not sexual. That's period. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that has to be your support person. If you had a business idea and you brought it to them and then you felt bad after you brought it to them, that needs to be worked out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you had a, and there's a, there's a balance, obviously they don't have to agree with everything that you that you bring to the table, but mm. what does it look like? Is it safe for you to introduce anything? And then you deal with obviously the ideas of like what your fantasies are yeah. sexually, sexually yeah. and things like that. Yeah. One, sex shouldn't even be shameful. Everybody has sex. That's how everybody got here. Like mm. your parents had sex. That's how you're here. Like once we get past the idea, like, oh shoot, we can't talk about it. And we do like there, you know, in relationships, there's in marriage that, you know, people are not talking about yeah. what their needs are, what their desires are, you know? And so rather than, you know, again, for me back to food, like 
if I never told you what kind of food I like, and I'm just sitting here eating the same meals that you keep making, and I actually, they're okay, they're keeping me alive, but it's not what I would want to eat, that would feel, you know, so putting, for me, putting it in a food perspective, it removes the taboo, and go, man, that's sad, why would I never tell you what I actually like to eat, so same thing, like, why would I never talk about what it is that makes me happy or excited or would increase the reason that I would want to have sex, you know, oh, we're, we're discovering what, you know, because for, for me, I love Thai food. I was raised eating Thai food since I was a kid. Noel did not like Thai food when we started dating and, you know, her dad is Japanese and, you know, it's like, this is weird. This is not Japanese. This tastes like it's trying to be Japanese, but it's a little not. bit of a curry. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. This is all wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I go, Oh, okay. That's fine. So you're not going to eat Thai food with me. That's okay. And so obviously we've been together 20 years. There's probably, I don't know, every couple years, every few years, she would try something that I would bring home. And she's like, no, this is horrible. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one year, probably 10 years ago, uh, 11 years ago, and I'm doing this job and I was like, well, I'll just go with you because there's a hotel and you're getting paid. And then, you know, we'll just make like a date of it and we just will adventure and see what this city is like. And so we're walking around and there's a, it's like an old type of city. Like there's one, there's a town square and there's one little movie theater and there's one little, I'm like, oh, this is like out of the movies. This is crazy. Like the, you know, and they had two restaurants it was like a bar, a loud bar where everybody is, and this Thai restaurant. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. <laughs> like, well, let's go to Thai. And it was the greatest experience that she ever, she's like, I love Thai food so much. Oh, my God. And click, it just changed yeah. for her. Yeah. And so it's to say that just be, not that I have to force feed Thai food on the well every day, yeah. just as she continues to know that like, oh, there's options for me to continue to try. So the same thing sexually, just because yeah. you introduce something and it seems so foreign to your spouse, doesn't mean that it you'll never get there yeah. or the option to do some of that doesn't, you know, that you're allowed to go, oh, this is my interest. Yeah. You know, this is, this, I, I just like this, or I like the feeling of this, or I like the, you know, this, the sound, or I like the whatever. So yeah. in that, you're allowed to continue to come back to things. I love what you've said, PT, when you said that just because your spouse at that time may not necessarily be into it or be open to it, but that doesn't mean a no. It's like your example with Noel and the Thai food, the fact that it's about having that safe space where you can make suggestions, and if they're not necessarily received or they're not an option in that time, like having that kind of a safe, honouring dynamic where it's like, okay, cool, you know, like no problem, or maybe having that communication in place where you can maybe then talk about, okay, well, what potentially can we do, or what you know, how far can we go in this area? And I think it all still does boil down to having that communication in place and having that honoring mutual relationship, safe space where you can make these suggestions. Because I think going back to this whole thing about fantasies, like sometimes 
some of the fantasies that people might have in their marital sex life might actually be fantasies that have come from unfulfilled experiences that you may have had from past relationships and might actually be coming from a bit of a funky place you know so it's like having that communication and having that safe place is helpful because you do also want to make sure that some of the stuff that you're bringing into your marital bed isn't stuff that actually is from like residue from an unfulfilled fantasy connected to another person and actually that stuff needs to be taken to the Lord as well as unpacked with your spouse but it's probably not a fantasy that you want to be playing out with your spouse until you've dealt with the history places that it's come from but but if you don't communicate with your spouse then actually shame can come in because you could be like hey why don't we do that and your your spouse thinking whoa but like, why do you even want to do that? But you're, you, it's something that actually is rooted in dysfunction. And so, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Actually, I want Peter Mike to, to share because we were digging into this. Yeah. yeah. So because the the uh, part of that question that you ask is like, what are the no-nos? Yes. Yeah. About the marital bed. And I think the real thing is the why. Yeah. Uh, why are the you motivation. bringing what you're yeah. bringing in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a hard time setting a law on anybody's yep. relationship. The why it would would answer the question as to, like you said, some people can have fantasy, a dress up, I, I want to, you know, role play. Yeah. One, you know, one person's role play is fine. Like, oh, I just want to adventure and we're in a movie and we're pretending we're different people. Hey, whatever. Another person's role play, like you said, yeah. is actually this idea that I want you to be somebody else or I want to be somebody else or I, and the further down you go, if there's yeah. like a root yeah. in that, yeah. mm-hmm. the why is wrong. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know? That's and good. so not to bring a, not to bring law, mm-hmm. but you have to deal with the why before you, if, if it, if you end up dealing with whatever junk or funk that is from something else, and then there's still an interest in going there, whether it's whatever kind of fantasy, yeah, yes, but it changes the motivation behind yeah. it. Like, yeah, if you want adventure and you want to dress up or you want to do this or you want to do that, if it's not based off of something else that is dishonoring or degrading or manipulative or whatever that takes us out of love, love yeah. and building, you know, I honestly, I don't see anything, especially scripturally, there's, I don't really see anything scripturally that says you can't do this. Yeah. Outside of sin, of course, we're talking about. Yeah. Obviously sin, we're not. Like sexual immorality. This, but like, even if we, um, even if we take the example of like homosexuality, it's like the Bible, um, you know, the Bible clearly says that homosexuality is wrong. So having anal sex let's say between two men is wrong but actually it doesn't say anything outside of homosexuality in the bible and so you know for christians couples that are married you are left with this option really that the bible doesn't say anal sex is wrong so what do you think as a a marriage couple do you think that is so that is down to your own interpretation and yes we can say that it's unhygienic and actually that's not how god created our bodies but ultimately, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. And it is between a couple, like all of it really is between a couple fundamentally. If I could add, because 
and, and I hear this like, oh, that's not what God created our bodies for. Mm-hmm. You don't know what God created our yeah. bodies for because that's not the intent of the Bible. The intent of the Bible is to pull you into relationship with Christ mm-hmm. so that restored relationship with the Father. So what is your mouth for? Is it for kissing? Is it only for eating? Mm-hmm. Is it only for breathing? Mm-hmm. You can only breathe and speak. Is it for speaking? You know, like you can do yeah. this as much as you want where you go, oh, my my hands are not meant to be held. Yeah. They're meant to be, you. my head is not meant to be kicked. Like you can do this about yeah. any part of the body to go, that's not what my elbow's for. Yeah, it, the like, function whatever. of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like if you get into the law yeah. and you go, this is the law of, then you move out of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it really does depend on um, people's comfort levels mm-hmm. and everything is involved in that, right? Your history, your trauma history, your um, perspective, your perception, you know, one person might think, oh, I, I love sometimes, you know, firm and tough sex while another person says, I find that totally controlling yeah. and scary Yeah, yeah, and degrading. Uh, um, someone might say, I'd love for you to take control. Someone might say, I find that that is like, you know, degrading in some sense. Yeah. So we were talking about this because we were saying, gosh, well, some people like really crazy things in the bedroom. And well, you know, he was asking me, well, why would you, why do you think this is okay? And this is not okay. We're having those conversations and it is definitely revealing. It really, you do have to have that communication because there's so many things involved. You know, fantasy is an interesting thing. And I think I, I personally, and again, this can be different for anyone, but I think fantasy is tricky. You really have to know where that fantasy is coming from. Um, Because I do think, you know, he might be able, we had this conversation last night. He might be able to do something that is, feels totally comforting for him. And if I did it, I would feel like I'm stepping out of something where the Lord wants me to be in. Like um, with regard to, you know, I've had anger management, like stuff in the past and I've had, so things are different for me. So there's so many yeah. dynamics to talk about. If fantasy gets you in a realm that opens a door for, for perversion, that obviously not going in the right direction. Yeah. Right. So in uh, perversion or like you both have said, you're thinking about someone else yeah. or right. that is not going to be fulfilling and, and glorify God. What glorifies God? Yeah. And yeah. what, what is, how do we keep this in love and, yeah. and under that umbrella of what are you comfortable with? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's exciting. There's so many fun possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say one thing, communication plants seed with opportunity for growth. Not all seed has to grow, but like talking about like, well, I want always wanted to do this. And the other person is going, I've never even heard of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they can't, Either one, they're like immediately dismissive, like, oof, that is jarring for me. Why? Because I've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And so it requires more dialogue. It requires me to sit on that idea for a longer time to even think, like, how do I feel about this? You know, but the other thing is seed can come from, and that's one of the examples I was giving uh, in our conversation yesterday, where Christians, we clearly go, okay, Porn is wrong because yeah. you can't bring porn into the bedroom because that's someone else involved in your. But porn is just that extraction of something that is actually much larger where 
you could watch a movie that has romance yeah. that is not even porn, yeah. but you can start to pull yeah. someone else's romance, someone else's relationship, and you start to have this expectation mm-hmm. of something else that is that is over your relationship, yeah. that is over so your, well, I want yeah. you to do it like this. I want you to hold my hand like this. I want this to be my life. I want this to be my expectation. And so sometimes we got to pull back and go, okay, where did I even get, do I actually want this or where yeah. did I, oh, I got this off of, you know, this is a hallmark, you know, yeah, this yeah, is how yeah. they do it. <laughs> I don't know if you know, the hallmark, so, but like, you know, I think hallmark's quite safe, isn't it? Hallmark is super cheesy, but yeah. even that idea yes. where I want you to sweep me off of my feet. Mm-hmm. I want you to fly me to Paris and blah, yeah. blah. And then you sing to me under a mistletoe and that's how you're going to ask for my hand in marriage yes. or ask yeah. for my we do that with, I use Hallmark because they're over the top. They're safe, but the idea of what romance looks like and what relationship Mm -hmm. looks like doesn't, it's not real. It's Mm. still for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. And so we don't look at an action movie and think, oh man, I should jump from a car to a helicopter and shoot everybody. That's not real. I can't even swing as an adult. If you try to swing on a rope from one side, your whole thing is, yeah. everything is messed up. Oh, That's I just so try to, well, Rambo did, you know, like they swing yeah. through the jungle. So then you bring back and you go, well, sexually, my expectation somewhere is that we should swing from chandeliers. Yeah. One, we don't even have chandeliers. Two, have you ever tried to hold on to a chandelier? It's not going to even hold up. Stop it. You know, like. Well, they did this or they let, you know, what is the expectation and where is it coming from? Yeah. And you can try things. And, but with knowing that realistically, if you watched a movie, there's no backstory on real life, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of getting to what Noel was saying, even about different people's uh, trauma history. Mm -hmm. It's easy to look at the passion that people have on television and go, man, I want, you know, I want somebody to grab me up like that and just take control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but somebody else might have been traumatized by yeah. that. Yeah. Someone else might have been grabbed, maybe sexually, maybe not. But the idea of grabbing them brings the, it to an unsafe place. Mm-hmm. And so unless you're yeah. communicating that, sure. you can communicate it out and then know where each other, where you stand mm-hmm. with it. And that's why I was saying, like, start from where you are. Mm-hmm. And then step out in a few steps from that place rather than bringing something external. Totally. Yeah. You know. I love what you've said about our ideologies and where we begin to get influenced by these different visual things that then fuel our expectation for romance and sexuality. Because when I consider like a film or music or whatever that might have any kind of like sexual presence in it, I know that. I will recommend to like singles and and just anyone generally who wants to walk with purity of mind, you know, like stay away from that stuff because it will trigger stuff or you might find yourself evoking feelings of desire for like marriage and all of those things which might make you wrestle in a way and like get frustrated, all of that stuff. But I have often wondered that, you know, when you have two people who are married, who can have as much sex as you want, what boundaries would you then put in place when it comes to entertainment and when it comes to things that you can actually watch now because you do have sex available and you don't have those factors in play anymore. But, you know, what kind of boundaries are you now going to put in as a married couple of the stuff that you might watch or 
might not watch. Um, and I think, PT, what you've said, and even, Noel, what we've been talking about in terms of fantasy, again, I think communication is so key because if you are not communicating with your spouse and you actually don't have that honouring free flow where you can unpack stuff, where you can, you know, maybe talk about, hey, I've got this fantasy up. I don't even know where it came from. I think it could have come from, you know, that film that we watched the other day. Like, did you sense that? Was that something, you know, if you don't have that kind of communication in play, then I think just that authentic, honouring exploration, that discovery, that shame-free, just feeling after things, like that isn't possible unless you guys have got the capacity to communicate. And so I think that is like crucial um, right. because if it's not in the mix, then you can't unpack where the fantasy came from. You can do it individually, but you can't unpack it together. Um, right. So for you two, when you are maybe talking about fantasies, um, how like aware, self-aware are you of where these fantasies are maybe coming from? And how self-aware are you of what you've just said about entertainment and things that you two might be watching that might not be porn, but might still be influencing your sexual, like, thought life or your sexual gestures? So, like, talk me through that a little bit. Yeah, so let's see. Fantasy. I don't know that we have spent a ton of time talking about fantasy because we kind of just keep it in the realm of like what do we like what do we not like mm -hmm. and I don't I mean for me personally I don't have like I maybe I do I haven't really <laughs> thought much about um I don't have like crazy fantasies like we were just having a blast joking about what it would be like if someone like we're like we're role-playing all of a sudden and we haven't quite gone there but um <laughs> I'll pause God, her while so she thinks it. about some answer. Um, Noelle doesn't really watch much. Okay, I don't watch movies anyway. So yeah. Much television or movies. Like her entertainment sometimes is like, oh my gosh, I got this magazine about soup. soup <laughs> like soup, soup or interior design or something. So that fantasy. You're my entertainment. Yeah. Unless you're she's my like, fantasy. I want you to dress up like soup. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, dressed up like this really nice living room. I don't know, but yeah, I I think I think in music there there could be a potential. I don't know for I, at least for Noelle as far as whether or not she listens to music. I, mm -hmm. She doesn't really watch movies unless I normally vet all of her stuff. Like if I'll watch a TV show, I'll watch like one episode, and I'm like, is this Noelle worthy? I just don't have time for that. I yeah. appreciate it. Like, tell me if it's good and I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah. She's like, uh, I don't even know if I want to see this. Is it good? I want to be entertained with this time that I'm... Mm -hmm. So in that, there are things where there have been things, there have been movies or television shows that we have watched that have sex in it. But does it... It's not something that's suggestive ever. Yeah. To, I, I never feel like... I'm really aware of like, mm, this is kind of the entertainment side of me and like the production side, like, man, this is really gratuitous, which is you're just trying to get views because you're right. adding this sex scene. Yeah. But I do the same thing with curse words or whatever. Sure. I'm not offended by cuss words. Like they don't bother me at all. But if you're going to put them all throughout your TV show or your movie, yeah. just so that you can get a rise out of people, yeah. it annoys me. I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm not interested. If it follows your character and it makes sense, like this is really what people live like. Sure. I, okay. 
in that, I feel that there are different ways that people can. I, I saw a TV show uh, last week or two weeks ago. I saw one episode of this like TV show that people are saying, whoa, this is incredible. And this it's won awards, whatever. And I watched one episode of my, I'm not interested in following the storyline. Yeah. Because the entire purpose of the storyline feels like the sexuality of these people. And I'm not interested in knowing about your sexuality. Yeah. If sex happens in life, that's true. You know, and I've seen entertainment where there are some sex scenes or there are some scenes that you can tell it's leading to sex and they just move on and go, okay, and then sex happened. Cool. Got it. You know, um, and so I, I definitely try to maintain an awareness. Like sure. there is, there is sex everywhere, but I don't need to see all of it. I don't need to know all of it. You know, I don't, you know. Yeah. And so I, I think music, there is a way to be aware, to go, man, am I being led into this desire to want my spouse because of this music? Is that okay? Sure. But is it a crutch? Do I look to that all the time? Am I going there to try to get a rise out of myself? You know, yeah, I I think understanding yourself and being honest with yourself is really, you know, because some people will say, well, I don't watch porn. Yeah, but you watch the same show about yeah. sex. <laughs> it's all basically the porn. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Well, on that, guys, how do you to safeguard against attractions for other people? So, like, you two what? being beautiful people, obviously, I'm sure you two get approached. Um, and how do you to keep your? And and I know obviously it's because you two are in love with each other. But let's face it the whole world is full of beautiful people so how do you to safeguard your loyalty and your attraction for one another only and what do you do if if you've ever grappled with attraction for someone else like do you appreciate beauty in others like quickly talk me through that and I'm sorry it could be quite a loaded question that's a great question um so I think this is an interesting question for a lot of reasons because because of his um careers not not being a pastor but (laughs) (laughs) definitely not the youth pastor side of things yeah you got a whole church okay (laughs) so because of your careers um you know he's often around well in times past we haven't actually said what his career is so should we quickly say that he's a young adult youth pastor yes yeah at jubilee church been doing that for 10 years. 10 years. Um, but also he's a dancer, choreographer, artist development. Um, so in times past, he's been involved in big productions and always with beautiful dancers and um, involved in Hollywood I, as well sometimes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. all of most of that is Hollywood dance yeah, yeah. and choreography, developing artists, um, any kind of production, writing, uh, music. Uh, performing, rapping, yeah. playing instrument, like whatever it is, you know. And, and then to things. add to that, like your personality and your charm, you know, it's like he's, it's not like he's boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got like no, this. And then, funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But carry on. Dangerous. Yeah. And he's had, he's had women over the years who I can see that they can see. You know, you yeah. can always see when someone can see. Um, <laughs> so interestingly, First of all, I am not a jealous person. I love showing off my husband. 
And I always have, like, we'd be, he'd be performing and I see like a bunch of girls like, ah, and I'm like, he's mine. Yes. <laughs> I feel so proud, you know, like, please. Yeah. You're welcome. Cause he's mine. Um, but yeah, I think so many of my answers, you know, with regard to movies and entertainment and even other people is, man, you've got to be honest with yourself and you got to talk to Jesus. Yeah. You have to know like where you stand with the Lord and have a really good kind of regimen of here's that thought, Lord, that's for you. Replace it with that. You just constantly. Um, I think the easy answer is we don't go anywhere and we don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then the, the second easy answer is I have the most amazing husband in the world. Like there's not many people in like on the planet who could ever like, how gorgeous could you possibly in life, be in life? There's no way you can measure up to my husband. Yeah. Um, but just knowing who you are in the Lord and being so committed to the Lord and this forever journey, this is this is my person forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is any moment where I think that could potentially be compromised, I'm aware of it in seed form, right? Yeah. So it's that that person walked by that was a thought. I want to, I want to deal with that then. I don't need it to accumulate to you. Now I see this person every day. Now that person is interested in me. Oh, now I'm, I don't need to do all that. Like it is cutting it off at the root um, and really making sure that those doors stay closed and this continues to be well-nourished. I think that's my, yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, I have, uh, uh, this is a lot in this question actually and you have Um, these experiences with people yeah so there's that part where there's you know as people come up to you or people talk to you or you get hit on or whatever you know some of it i feel like you have to one have value in yourself and be validated by yourself to be validated and have value and know what your value is in the lord and then three have that value in your relationship. If you don't feel validated, if you don't feel valuable in your relationship and someone comes and brings value, it's this huge thing because you don't realize that that's an area in my life that has never been full. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm being filled up in this area. And so you start to, you do desire being validated. You do desire value and being told you're attractive and all this stuff. So if that's not happening in your, and sometimes people don't even notice that that's not happening in their marriage. Mm. But when you notice that it is happening somewhere else, you have to pause and go, okay, I'm getting something from the opposite sex outside of my marriage. I need to stop and go get that from home. Yeah. And so that under, talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> the communicate. Well, I'm saying validation yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that communication needs to happen. Where you're like, man, this person started talking to me and telling me how amazing I am. <clears throat> I need to go tell my wife. Like that was that was incredible for me to receive. Yeah. Part of that is like I, I want more of that at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are honest enough with yourself and you feel like. Mm, something's off, like I'm really attracted to this person or something's off, they were giving me a lot of sexual attention because attention, when you're when you're so far removed from something that it's jarring, 
that is easy and it's really good to go, whoa, that is a red flag so I can do something about it. If you recognize the red flag, don't do anything about it and continue in that area, it becomes less and less jarring. And so it's easier to act on something that is not Mm. a red flag anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so for some people, they need to remove themselves and not that I had this issue. I think it was 2016 or whenever it was while studying uh, to get my real estate license. And um, I was still driving for Uber. And so I was driving for Uber and I'm driving in the middle of the night because I still have a job in the day, which means you get a bunch of drunk people. And I have no issue with drunk people or if you're high or whatever. Fine. You want to go home? I want to get you home safe. Mm. And But that also means there's a lot of, you know, being, I've been hit on in my own Prius by so many people, so many drunk men and women. Wow. I'm like, oh, shoot, this is, <laughs> this is crazy, man. You know, and so understanding that my validation, my value yeah. is not in like, oh my gosh, that pretty girl found me attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't care, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's not to like put down another human being. Like I'm just not moved by your yeah. words, mm. positive or mm. negative. Mm. I can't be so moved by someone else, you know. Yeah. And if I am, that's okay. There's no shame in that. If you if you find someone physically attractive, there's mm. that's not shameful. Yeah, sure, cool. You know, yeah. right? And we've yeah. talked forever about like the whole breakdown of like the differences between an attractive woman or a cute woman or gorgeous woman. Like, what does that mean? Like there are people that are physically attractive. However, to me personally, it's really difficult for someone to be sexually attractive Mm -hmm. without a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I can find, I can see someone who is, I acknowledge, yeah, that person is physically attractive sexually attractive especially the longer that you're in a a legitimate relationship that a sexual not just a relationship that has sex like our marriage is relationship Mm -hmm. with sex in it and so the longer you have a a matured relationship that it it almost feels like someone is physically attractive but like who are you yeah yeah. It would be like the same example to go back to like the idea of someone have being sexual and I don't know them would be really weird. Like mm. making that meal mm-hmm. and not knowing <laughs> who I am and who that that's seems yeah. so foreign, you know. Yeah. Um But you you have had the experience where like I forget exactly I always mess up stories, but um he had someone, a gal everyone in the dance community, they're all beautiful, who wanted, like, I don't know, private lessons or something with him. Oh, um, yeah. And we talk about this all the time. I have someone at my work right now who's kind of, like, interesting. Um, but, you know, he, with other people, he would go and dance with this person. And at some point, he came home, and he was like, I'm not feeling her energy. And he cut it off. Like, ah. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Yeah. As far as a student or as a choreographer, uh, being in a position I'm like eh, mm. I money means nothing actually so if I'm not willing to sacrifice who I am or our relationship yeah. for a check what is the check yeah. for yeah. yeah to go and do life 
here. So if it's going to sacrifice life, I don't want to be put in that position. Yeah. You know, whether or not you feel like, well, I'm strong enough to be, but yeah, but what if that person isn't strong enough Mm, and you still don't want that? I don't know. It's just a lot. So I've, I've moved positions and given up money. Like, Hey, I want you to choreograph for this person. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I just, Hey, I have a great person for you. Who's going to start doing your private lessons now and just hand them off. Cause I don't, I don't need that in my life. I think another interesting component too is, um, you know, I've noticed with, with some people, that they will entertain a thought mm-hmm. a little too long. Yeah. Entertain a, a visual a little too long. Entertain, you know, a movie like we've mentioned with the wrong motivation. But um, especially with people in real life, you know, you have an option to give people a certain kind of eye contact and not, mm-hmm. which yields a certain kind of response. And that repeated over time feeds mm-hmm. into a certain direction. Yeah. So, I just think it's important to um, be aware of that. I I even have friends that will kind of entertain things kind Mm -hmm. of on on the down low and, Mm -hmm. and they're just, it seems light and funny and and harmless, but I think those types of things, I think they seep in. And I think we have to be very careful about when everyone's gone and it's Mm -hmm. in private and, and, or you're out and about without people, what, Mm -hmm. what type of, eye contact do you yeah. deliver because I could go out on a weekend and we anybody and get a lot of attention based on simple subtleties mm-hmm. or I could get none mm-hmm. because I'm a mom with four kids and I'm happily married um, I think that's important too which is not just y- your morals and how you feel about um, your your covenant but also the little subtle things that we do that might feed yeah, into something so going good. in a not cool direction. Yeah. yeah. So, and it does again boil down to, I think you've mentioned it several times, both of you, just being honest with yourself and knowing before the Lord just that purity of your heart, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You, you actually would talk about, I think, in the, it wasn't even the last conference it was the one before Mm -hmm. uh where you were mentioning just the way you see each other as strangers because i had asked you some questions about um dating Mm -hmm. as as an adult christian with Mm -hmm. sacred sexuality in mind and your stance on like you need to see each other as brother and sister Mm -hmm. Uh, and then proposition if there's more like oh wow you know so if you're, I would say as a married person, if you're not seeing someone as an actual brother and sister, mm-hmm. I would even take the idea of in Christ out. Yeah. Your actual yeah. brother or sister. Mm-hmm. If you don't see that person as that, yeah. something's happening yeah. mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's in there. And so that honesty with yourself would also include the type of, not attraction, that almost like this unspoken area of potential. Yes. And so yeah. to allow potential to, mm-hmm. to exist mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. wrong. Potential yeah. can be filled. If yeah. you make room, things will be filled. So mm-hmm. there should be no room for someone to be anything other than a brother or a sister mm-hmm. so good, or yeah. just this, the 
the clearest, driest uh, relationship. Yeah. If you have to work with someone, you can't go, oh, I'll just get a different job. That's not a, an option for everyone. But if yeah. you see it for what it is and then like, well, I don't want to be rude. Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You haven't got time right. to be politically correct or, you know, not offend right. someone when it comes to guarding your heart, when it comes to right. walking yes. in purity. Um, right. You, you have to be quite cuss them out. You don't have to yell at yeah. them or whatever. Yeah. But you can be curt. Do what you you can be straight to the point. Yeah. yeah thank you. You know, mm -hmm. and then just cut them off. Mm -hmm. And then if you're so strong and you're cut off, and people go, yeah. "Hey, why are you so short mm -hmm. with that person?" Mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, I, I'm just trying to honor my relationship at home. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh. Um, it, you know, like the scripture that Jesus says that even if you've um, you know, even thinking of another person with lust is committing adultery. And, you know, it's like we have to be so, so militant with our thoughts because yes. only we know where those thoughts are going to take us. And, you know, so many people find, you know, like Vice President Mike Pence and the fact that he won't have dinner alone with anyone who's not his wife. You know, people look at that and think that what kind of nonsense is that? But here is a man who actually really recognizes that I'm not going to open the door, you know, and because I'm, I refuse to open the door, that goes as far as me practically saying that, you know what, I'm not even going to have dinner with anyone that's not that's my right. wife, you know, a single, a, a woman as an individual. Um, but it goes back to PT, what you said, like, you're not going to have a one-to-one, -one, you know, as a, as a personal kind of dance tutor, you're not going to have a one-to-one -one mm. with anyone that you feel could potentially go in a shady direction. It's, and like, even though what you're saying, eye contact, like it's those very practical um, boundaries that you yourself know that if I cross them, there's impurity in my own thoughts. And you've right. already committed adultery when, when that yeah. begins to happen. Because just to clarify also that um, there have been women that I've worked with and worked for and felt like there's zero sexual anything, yeah. you know, from me or from her mm -hmm. or from anything. And you go, okay, I, I, it's very important that people test the spirits Yes, because you could shut down one thing that you're supposed to be investing into that yeah. person's life mm -hmm. or you, but if you're not honest with yourself and you're not constantly testing the spirits, yeah. you can't just put a stamp on one person totally. and say they're okay. And yeah. they're not because yeah. one person okay can lead into oh, yeah. a relationship yeah. that you don't realize or another, you know, yeah. just to be fully aware. Totally. Even like when I'm doing evangelism and outreach, um, if I'm ministering to someone that clearly like they, they have an attraction, um, I have to really almost like be speaking to the Lord at the same time because I don't want the conversation to be driven by that that attraction um, oh, yeah. because it's pointless. It's like we're not going to yeah. get anywhere with that conversation. But if I feel God on a conversation and I'm evangelizing with someone and they are the fittest thing since, you know, sliced bread, um, but there's no attraction and, and we're both really just in this conversation and we can feel God on it, then even if you find someone physically beautiful, it it doesn't get in the way of the assignment. It doesn't get in the way of beautifully appreciating one another. But it's it's only when you know that there's motives that are impure, then you have a decision whether you're going to still choose to remain in the mix or whether yeah. you're going to 
exit, you know, and I think there are some people for one reason or another that won't exit. And then there are other people that will, because their, their life depends on it, you know, and they're actually aware of it, you know. Um, yes. Guys, is there anything that you both would like to share? I'm going to get you guys to pray. Um, but is there any practical tips or just anything that you want to, you want to say before we, before we pray guys? Yes, I, I did something there. There was a really awesome quote that I heard recently that I loved and I thought it really made sense um, with sex and sexuality. And it is, and I know this person will be listening to this podcast later. Um, <clears throat> spontaneity is the reward of preparation. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was so good because um, you need to think through things, dig in, communicate practice, uh, carve out time. There's a lot of practical pieces that go into a great sex life that we are still practicing. And um, you're not going to have any spontaneity without the preparation. Mm. So I thought that was just a crazy gold nugget. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, I think all of my thoughts are about communication. relationship and constantly removing expectation and reevaluating expectation. You know, what are my expectations? Why are they there? Do they need to be there? Am I willing to put down my expectations to meet your expectations? Are your expectations realistic? Can we communicate those and figure out, am I able to meet your expectations or those are not realistic, but here's Mm -hmm. what I am able to meet. Um, And I think whether that's sexually or in your or any any kind of relationship yeah. is going to grow the relationship. So good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I want people to just, um, you know, really invite the Lord into this conversation. And um, on one hand, P is saying, don't, don't have an expectation, but, but also notice when your expectation is really low. Yeah. You know, and, and, understand that the Lord wants to do something crazy with that. And you can invite the Lord into it and say, what do you want for my love life? What do you want for my, for my marriage and my intimacy and trust that God might have you in a completely different place next month, next week, if you are willing to be a little vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it might be uncomfortable while you're kind of exploring and, trying to process things in a new way, but, um, keep moving through and be able to love on yourself and tell yourself you're doing a great job for the fact that you are so committed to this marriage that you want more Uh, and don't get stuck. Just keep moving and find out all the incredible things that God has for you. I think that would be important for me. So good. Oh my gosh. So good guys. (laughs) Honestly, Noel, that's beautiful. Um, both of you, honestly, so, so, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to get you both to pray. So whatever's on your heart, just fire away, guys. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to come together, to speak about truth, to discover, to unwrap, to uncover, Lord, uh, that you bring light into areas that are dark, And that you use this podcast, you use uh, Bobby's 
personality and her consistency to pursue this thing that you have put on her heart, Lord, to bring light into places that are dark, to uncover things that have been covered that should not be covered, Lord. Thank you that there is wisdom, that there is freedom, uh, and that there is growth on the other side of people listening to, to what has been shared, Lord. And I ask that for anything that that is, whether it's of you or it's of us, Lord, that you know everybody's heart and everybody's position, Lord, and that you highlight the things that that are for people specifically, Lord, and that you mute the things in people's ears and in, in their minds and their hearts that, that that is not for them, Lord God, that you are the, the author and the finisher, Lord. So I thank you uh, for writing each of us in, Lord, for ha- having a hope and a future and a design, Lord God. And thank you, Lord, that you bring your freedom yeah. uh, to all of us in your timing, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Dad, and I think that you are the God of all resource. You're our healer. Um, you're our companion and our and our and our lover. You're our friend. Um, you're the solution to every problem. Uh, so, Father, I thank you for just the, the courage for people to invite you into this discussion because there are going to be people that hear this that haven't even thought about some of these things. Yeah. And Father, just by way of hearing Bobby's podcast. Lord, it will challenge them to not compromise, Father, and and that you would just um, just um, just share with them that there's so much that you have for them as mm-hmm. far as sexual intimacy and in marriage, Lord, and that uh, you just speak to them. You speak to all of us in, in your still small voice, and it's a it's a whisper of solution. You're quickening our spirits. You're activating our bodies, Lord. Um, you're healing traumas of past. Mm-hmm. You're removing things that would actually prevent fulfillment, um, sexual fulfillment in marriage. So, Lord, I thank you for all the beauty that is going on, the way that you are shaking yes. and multiplying and removing and digging up and casting aside and filling up and educating, Father, we can only imagine the beauty and the glory that you have for us in this in this realm. So we just agree with heaven. Yeah. Um, for everyone tuning in and for ourselves, we agree with heaven, the plans that you have for us as far as sexual intimacy. We refuse to accept anything that should exalt itself against the name of the Lord, whether that be shame, discouragement, yeah. hopelessness, perversion. I'm just feeling stuck, um, feeling uh, discouraged or depressed, all the things that would try to pull us away from love and pull us away from marriage. Father, that your truth would ring loudly. Um, And we just remove stigma. We remove the overwhelm of, oh, it can never change. I don't know how to make this happen. Father, and your special, gorgeous grace that have fallen everyone listening Mm -hmm. and solution just pour out Uh, god we love you we thank you for this groundbreaking ministry and assignment that bobby has um, that you would provide her with all resource and all networking everything that she needs for this message to go forth we treasure you lord we love you in jesus precious name amen Amen. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. 
All related social media handles and links can be found in the notes section. If you did enjoy today's episode, then please do feel free to share it and do subscribe to the podcast if you want to know when a new episode is heading your way. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do that via Instagram or Facebook, or you can head over to livinginlight.co.uk. I cannot wait to be with you guys again, and thank you so much for listening to the Living in Light podcast. Because you're beautiful.